Welcome to Health, Wealth and Happiness. I'm James. I'm Joe. And today's guest, something a little bit different from someone who is a little bit different. Um, Colourful, eccentric, entertaining, energetic. There's no words to describe this next guest. He's one of the coolest and most positive people I've ever met. The founder, CEO of DXB First, Mauhub, the Thans podcast. Your guy in Dubai, Keza Bulila. Oh my God, you are full of good stuff, bruv. <laughs> you made me sound like a freaking superstar. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I am amazing. Thank good. you. Good. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to jump on your uh, podcast. No, it's been a pleasure. It's great having you on, man. Um, when I introduced you to James, I said, I've got, I've got this guy we need to have on. I said, he's as mad as a box of frogs. <laughs> I said, and he'll have you smiling all day. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you've got big shoes to fill, mate. <laughs> Trust me, it's on. Let's do it. Tell me, throw away. I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so for the for the benefit of the listeners, mm-hmm. who is Kaiser Bulila? Uh, so Kaiser Bulila, it's moi, of course. Um, my background is theater, music, theater, music. I was based in the UK, to be exactly in Basildon, aka Bas Vegas. So I. <laughs> <laughs> I owned a theater company there and we were doing business all over the UK. We were going to Birmingham, London, uh, Manchester, Newcastle. We did it also. We did promotion campaigns for Budweiser, you name it. And um, uh, my my biggest achievements, I'll say, the Olympics 2012, opening ceremony, performing and creative oh, direction. Did you know that? Oh, right. yeah, my man. I uh, Six months before the Olympics, I performed for Barack Obama, the Queen, uh, 2003, I was on a tour with Madonna. My man, yeah, that, that was back in the days. I'm 41 now. I'm, I'm a business guy. Sorry, what? Back in the day. So what, the, what was the performance? Uh, dance, man. I'm a dancer, choreographer, artistic direction, uh, theater, production, uh, like all of that good stuff. So I did all of the Madonna's castings. Uh, the, I can't remember. On the Run, on the Run uh, album that she started uh, producing in 2002. I was on that. I was on the run with her. Does that make sense? And from after that, the back of that, I used that kind of hype to start my own theater company and all of that good stuff. And uh, what is it, 2013, 14, 15, I owned and we were running the best dance company in the world. We won like five world titles. Uh, 2010, I broke um, a Guinness World Record in Stamford Bridge uh, for the most amount of dancers doing robotic dance at one time with Peter Crouch, uh, uh-huh. sponsored by Dunan. Yeah, that, that was back in the day, man. I don't do it. My last professional gig as a professional artist was 2013. And ever since, just focused on business and just found a new direction and new energy. Just um, and gone international, Hong Kong, Greece, Germany, and now I'm here in Dubai. Wow! Why, why Dubai? What brought you over there? You know, it, 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 because I everything that I could have and I wanted to achieve in London, I've done it. It was literally Dubai and Vegas. And Dubai was like I landed here 2015 by accident. I finished a season. Uh, in Europe and if, uh, I was like let me, before I go back to the UK to my daughter and whatever whatever I let me go and check out Dubai it literally came in it was very very hot it was like by accident but it was like through I didn't want to go back to London straight away to go to come back to normality and came in here and never left but it was always in my radar it was either Dubai or Vegas 
Dubai or Vegas. You know, I, I before I hit 45, I gotta do Vegas. But Dubai was was just kind of along the way. But now I'm here. I don't feel I need to go anywhere. I'm I'm stuck. This is it. I'm turning this to my Vegas. Halas, it's over. <laughs> you remember the first time we met? Yes. Oh my God, I was awful. <laughs> So let me paint the scene. So Kayser and I met on a like an intensive business course. So we, we share him yeah. to Spencer Lodge, who you know, James. Um, and we were on a either a, either a one day or a two day like intensive course on sales, business, media marketing. And for those that know Spencer, they'll know that, and I am myself as well, he's anal when it comes to punctuality. And I used to work for Spen years ago to the point where, like 10 years ago, I used to work for Spencer. And if anyone was late to his meeting, he'd send him home. So he'd do a morning meeting. If anyone was late, and I'm talking seconds late, he'd just go get out. And he'd just send him home for the day. And anyway, so we started at 9 a.m. or whatever it was. Everyone sat around this table. And um, everyone's got suits on or shirts on. Everyone's got business to tie on. <laughs> And then 10 minutes later, the door just swings open and in Waltz is his character, larger than life. He's got, I won't call them jeans, they were like leggings. Like <laughs> leggings, they were that tight. Bright red trainers on. The blazer that, I tried finding a photo of it. I've been throwing social media, trying to find a photo of the jacket you had on and I can't find it anywhere. But, oh, it was brilliant. It was like something like Joe Exotic. And this and the hat that he's got on now. What what sort what sort of hat's that? What would you call that? Uh, I don't even know, but it's become the thing. I don't anyway. I just buy them. that hat, but in red. It were bright red, right? So the door swings open, and Spencer went. I basically sit down. <laughs> so he walks around the table, and there's an empty chair next to me. And he walks around, and instead of just sitting down and just being quiet, he started a conversation with me. <laughs> hugged me <laughs> and then sat down took his hat off and put his hat on the middle of the table and everyone saw like looking around at each other thinking what has just happened anyway so he carries on carries on his talk the presenter and every now and again he just leans forward and just turns his hat a little bit and he was doing it all day <laughs> he cannot sit still for five minutes oh no. well, it's, it's, it's good to be different though isn't it Kaiser? Good to be different. You know, um, it's kind of part of my marketing strategy. It worked. <laughs> you got to stick out like a sore thumb because 100%. everywhere. Oh, this, is <laughs> this is the best bit, right? Then we went for lunch. So we all went for lunch in this Michelin star. We're at this Michelin star restaurant in Dubai in the Capital Club, which is a members only club in Dubai. Arguably one of the most exclusive places in Dubai, in the best neighborhood in Dubai. And we all sit down. We've got this set menu. Thursday afternoon, she was starting to get busy and um, we're all ordering food and someone, where's Kezo? He needs to order. Turns around and all of a sudden, he's walking across the restaurant on his hands. <laughs> Remember that? Walking across the restaurant on his hands, right? Flipped back onto his feet, sat down and just ordered his food as if nothing had happened and everyone was Fantastic. Just, I do not remember I do not remember that. Yeah. I do not but, remember that. And then, then then they all knew about you when you left the uh the business meeting though and oh, elevated we were all your brand. Like for sure. Yeah, it there you go. Marketing. Listen, Love it. 
Listen, you got to stick out like a sore thumb. It's very noisy in the social media and podcasts. <laughs> you got to do something different and uh, define the norm. What is the norm? We just, we have to create yeah. the new norm, right? I love it. Love it. So, so tell us then, wind back to day one, where this all began. You know, your, your passion for theater, acting, dancing. Where did it all begin? Where did you find the passion? You, you, you know what it is? It started uh, for me, it was, um, what is it? 1994 I saw it in movies and I was like oh my god I want to see that I want to do that I want to do that and just started it as kind of an amateur then I hooked up with some professionals and slowly 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 within the space three to four years I become really good and then started winning competition then I got picked up and I started touring then it evolved uh, but it was about me as an artist but then um Oh, is at the beginning of 2000, I met a young lady, which she, she's now my ex-wife and mother my, to my child. Does that make sense? And I knew that industry is very kind of, mm-mm, it's not 100% all the time. And when you age, you're not going to get as much business. So I took on a full-time job. I become a daytime as a chef. Then in the evening, I used to do my theater to build it up. So I, was, I wanted to make sure that I will be able to provide for my wife and pay the rent and all of that good stuff. And it evolved. It evolved slowly, slowly, slowly. And then I picked up a little following. I literally, the only thing I wanted to do, I was based in Essex in Wickford, but my studios later on to become Ambassador, which I call it Las Vegas. Um, does that make sense? And from that, it kind of, I wanted small garage just to teach some kids and just create a sense of community. But because I meant well and it was 99% passion and 1% business i ended up with three giant studios and the, my my uh, the, my community have grown so big and and the reputation grown and from there it become a school then we went into the theater we started teaching music then it kind of it evolved it was never like premeditated plan and even i reach a point uh, was 2003 where I realized that the, the money coming from dance wasn't enough and my day job wasn't enough. So I started like small business ventures. So I opened the cafeteria and that was making money. And I opened the barbershop that was making money. And I opened the phone shop and that was making money. And that was those small little businesses were funding my passion. Does it make sense? And and from that money, because I had money coming in, you know, Nike is not going to sponsor me. The government is not going to give me any money. So I had to make the money, reinvest it back in. And that's why we achieved the success that we did, because I had small little businesses that I call them side hustles. They actually become money earners. And from that, I evolved. And then I feel like... I kept doing that for a long time, I'll say straight up for 13 years, teaching, educating and building businesses. And then kind of when I came to a crossroad with my wife, I just kind of needed a new energy. Does that make sense? And I was stuck and I, I dissolved everything and then I started traveling. That's when I went to Hong Kong and all over the world. And I was like, okay, um, for me, I know I can do more. I wanted more from life. And that's why I'm here. And I'm planning to still to do something in Vegas uh, when I'm 45, which is five years from now. But, you know, we'll see where the road is going to take us. But Dubai, when I landed in Dubai, listen, I never looked back. There is so many opportunities. If you cannot make it in, in, in here, you cannot make it anywhere because it's so to a level, if you have a craft and you are authentic, you will succeed. So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, shortened down. But, yeah, 
now I run an agency and um, uh, when I walked into to March and April, I was going to make a lot of fucking money, bruv. I'm sure we can bleep this one. But then now, now is everything has ev- evaporated. Last summer was very difficult and almost lost the agency. It was very, very bad because I was attached to a lot of businesses. And they six of my 12 clients kind of dissolved. It's a known well, thing. Last year. Last year, yeah. Last year, the summer, yeah. Because it's a known thing. What caused thing. that? Say what? What caused that? Uh, because think about it, uh, the hospitality here industry and the F&B industry is oversaturated. There is too many restaurants open and reopen and mm. all the time competition is so much. So is really survival of the fittest. You know, you always get 30 open, six will last after one year. Is it that really? Are uh, those the numbers? Yeah, with the standalone, because everybody thinks can, they can open a restaurant. Yes, they can. Yeah. Does that mean like it, it's, you know, 8 million Durham investors and blah, blah, blah. Yes, you can. But it's all about surviving the first year and the second year. A lot of them don't survive second year. And I was attached to six clients. Even two of them were big groups, but they were smart enough to sell those units on to an investor and then I was I, I fell through the cracks and I never managed to chase my money so literally almost under a million dirham I lost last summer so that nearly broke me and I wasn't I like a million dirham is a lot of money dude does it make sense and I still yeah. had to pay all of my freelancers all of my uh, whatever etc 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 so last summer I should have lost everything but I worked through it I was honest with people people waited for me people were patient da, 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 da. and so for me that didn't make me lose my my business this recession will not make me lose my business because i'm mentally stronger i'm mentally prepared for the worst and literally as i said it to joe earlier uh walking into march i had 62 employees that's big there's uh, my, my goal was only 50 like to achieve it within two more years and i got there this year after my last year crisis because if i go small i will not be able to recover my debts but if i go bigger there is a big chance that i recovered my debts and i recovered all of my debts from last year so walking in again to march before the corona and all of this madness i, I was in business i was like uh, look i even set up a radio station i set up a lot of things a lot of like i have like ready to make some serious money and getting ready for expo. But unfortunately, Corona, yeah, maybe will give us a six month, two year setback. But this is not going to break me for sure. I'm so optimistic. I'm so calm. And people around me looking at me, what is wrong with you? I was like, last summer, I did not lose my business. I'm not going to lose it this year, period. So yeah. For you you personally, last summer, when it was all looking a bit on the line, how did you respond? You know, what did you go about to turn it back around? Dude, initially for the first two to three weeks, maybe even four weeks, um, I was lost. So I was literally lost, didn't know what to do. My accountant and uh, my office management here looked at each other and they saw the panic in their faces. So I really, really, and they all kind of started almost packing their bags and ready to run. But... I, I just kind of, me, t- me too, I melted for almost three to four weeks. It was very bad. I was looking for an answer, what to do, what to do, what to do, what to do. But then I just realized, you know, just 
go head first and be honest with people. Picked up the phone. Almost I have on a regular basis 100 to 100 freelancers that worked for me, freelancers, subcontractors. So I picked up the phone to each person. I uh, Whoever wanted to meet, I went and met them. Here is my bank statement. Here is what I am. Here is what I owe money to. to everybody. And then everybody understood, took a step back, and I started talking to my guys in the office. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to be super, super, 10 times honest with people off the record, of course. We're not going to put it in the social media because it's damaging. And um, I just. That must take some real humility to admit that. No, be, I, I, I admit it any day of the week, dude. I am uh, uh, like, I'm honest as hell. Does that make sense? That nearly broke me. And I, it, it just it broke me. But I, we had to, the only way we got through it is to, just to be honest. You know, check, checks were bouncing into my bank left, right, and center. Um, center like my bank account is like firework. Checks coming in to be cashed, but nothing is coming out. And I was like, yeah, uh, whatever it is, we, we, we fell into this situation and spoke to people, kept talking to people, and we worked through it. That's it. We just put the head down. And I had to come into the office smiley. But, you know, um, other thing got me through it is listen to a lot of podcasts, motivational speakers, because those guys give you uh, kind of a different type of guidance. Because as a business uh, owner or an entrepreneur, it's a lonely place. You cannot even sometimes confront your wife with everything you can but sometimes for me i don't want to bring my problems from work to home because home i see it as a happy place so nine times out of ten i sugarcoat everything for my wife and my people around me only my accountant now i learned to let him in on everything because he is everything to get it so me and him will have like we have a bunch of whatsapp groups but there is a whatsapp group is called damage control doesn't make sense or you know what i'm saying period i that's how i got through it and all of the people last year everybody's paid but now we're walking into this year it, it, it presents a, a new set of problems but you know what i'm ready for it and uh, we have enough funds to get us for another year with no business coming in because i went really big so it'd yeah fair, it'd be fair to say in the situation you found yourself last summer in it looking all a bit bleak you yeah. know 99% of people will think oh you know maybe I'm not cut out for this maybe yeah. I've got a retreat here yeah and you've just failed forward you've lent back in yeah what do you put that down to what what is your burning why that got you moving forward again what's your why you know my uh, I, I'm super motivated I'm super focused but at the same time yeah I fell in into the oblivious like I'm, I'm telling you, three to four weeks, I was completely lost. I was like, but I looked into my wife. I looked into the people that I employed. I was like, this is bigger than me. This is not just about me. I can pack my bags and grab my wife's hand and get the ticket and go back to the UK. That's easy. But that's quitting. That's running away from a situation that you kind of partially created because you trusted these clients for so long. And for me, failure by myself, it's okay. I fail every day and make mistakes every day. But I have so many families attached to me is the people that were attached to my business that made me fight 10 times harder and thinking of my daughter and everything that, you know, that, that got me up and made me fight, to be honest with you. It's the people that are relying on me, the people that are independent on me, that made me dig 10 times deeper, even 
you know, as confident as I appear, I am. We all are have weaknesses and whatever they are, and we doubt. And you know, listening to podcasts and da 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 da, da and staying motivated but n nobody can help you for it to a certain level because you gotta dig yourself out of the hole that you dug in to a certain level so yeah the people they were attached to me they relied on me like the families that i was providing for not the, the work they did it was providing for themselves but but that i was as their boss or the leader or the business owner i have to take care of my end of the deal it doesn't matter how i feel i never showed them i didn't communicate with them at all for three weeks to four weeks how i really felt but then i finally but i didn't cry but i was like stressed i was taking pills and doing whatever is necessary to just find an answer find an answer looking for that answer and i really honestly i found it through podcasts and podcasts and podcasts and listened and listened and listened and i spoke to a lot of friends because if i have a, a lot of friends have businesses all over the world damn what to do what to do what to do and they came through and i just got myself out of that kind of awful time but you know it is what it is but for me that another lesson i learned Okay. Yeah. So what are you doing now to avoid your sort of falling into that dark place again where you were last year? Because arguably now's from a business point of view, now is even more difficult. Oh yeah. Right now, um, think about it. Um hundred percent of my business transaction, there is no business. I know for sure I am not just, gonna just interrupt you, mate. For the sake of the listeners and, yeah. and for James as well, yeah. can you just explain what it is that you actually do? Okay, so basically um for a few years, I'll say almost eight years, I become an agent. So I place musicians, DJs, dancers in events, bars, clubs, restaurants, anything to do with entertainment or activations. Even uh, the last year, we started doing uh, build-ups. So I did uh, Christmas trees, events and entertainment supplier. That's what I am. You, a restaurant, have they. Uh, vegetable supplier have their wine supplier have their furniture supplier they have me as a b2b business to supply entertainment for them so i am an entertainment supplier so basically i am a recruiter for entertainment i done a little yeah. bit main jobs but it's always been one percent like i did it as yeah. a help to gain leverage to have leverage over people hey i pay on that job you gotta bring me in on the entertainment gig bruv so yeah, and, I'm and an entertainment supply. Lockdown, no restaurants open, no bars open means mm. they don't need entertainment. Yeah, dude, I am doomed from now till October. No, there will be no income to my business. Period. So I'm looking. When, when do you think things will start reopening again be, in Dubai? Uh, generally speaking, for my, I will say they have no choice but to start relaxing things from. Eid, that's the end of Ramadan, maybe even the middle of Ramadan, start relaxing some of the stuff. But generally speaking, for our marketplace, when June, July, August and September come, we generally speaking, we lose 75% of the business. So we calculate for the summer. So generally speaking, I have only lost two months, which is painful, which is March and April. Mm. I was expecting like, I'm talking like a couple of million dirham coming in of liquid that will I, I will never see 
Does that make sense? It's just, it yeah. is where it is. So I uh, now I'm mentally preparing myself for November and December. There will be a little bit of movement in October in terms of my line of business. But why, why does it slow down in the summer? Because I'm guessing because lack of tourism and the heat in yes, the, yes, Dubai. Yes, yes, and- yeah. So all the outdoor venues, khalas, close. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's like a big majority of our business. All the activations that happen outside, who's going out to the park at 55 degrees or 45 degrees, yeah. whatever it is. I can see James Winston just thinking about that <laughs> with his pale skin. <laughs> He, he, he burns, he burns, the, he burns the light bulb, mate. So 55 <laughs> degrees. He wouldn't last very long in that. So, yeah, generally speaking, um, uh, I, we as an agency, we already built for what's to come. The only, re- only thing we have lost is two months of business. There will be dribs and drabs from when uh, uh, July comes in and August comes in. But I think we're going to kiss them goodbye now because there's going to be uh, like a, a, a huge setback. But we don't know how bad it is until we walk into August and July. Yeah, You get me? So, yeah. So for you, Kazar, right now then, obviously, you know, it's sort of October, November, you're sort of yeah. visualizing right now where it may come back to you know, normality, shall we say. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you doing right now to pivot, adapt, um, and move forward in this instance right now? Uh, so in the background, of course, I, I'm i doing a lot of, lot of things, talking to all the FMB leaders that I did business with before. So I, I almost guarantee you 90, 95% of the clients who I had before Corona, I will have them when business starts again. And at the same time, I am... Um, creating this network which is called Thens, which is um, going to be for business owners uh, experts to come in and do a show that will be on my platform you know that will give me leverage does that make sense over them so and I'm going to turn my website which is dxbfirst.com to like a portal uh, blogs and um, so what I'm doing is going to create stuff that's not going to make me any money now for the next six months but on the subconscious level when they're ready to buy they will not go anywhere else or they will think twice before they go and buy something from somebody else so i am building my brand building my brand every single day to make sure that the people that didn't buy from me before or they were not my clients before. I will. I will increase, and I have over the past three weeks the chances of them thinking of me by being compassionate, having advice, and podcasts, and all. So I'm just building the brand, marketing. I'm not going straight in the cell. I'm sending them messages. I feel for you. I hope everything is well. Uh, we're even gonna start. Even we have a side hustle, as I said before, recruitment putting managers in positions so I'm going to grow that a little bit bigger to have it on the site to whoever's being affected from my community my network and my database losing their job we're going to try to put them back into work by using my network what I already have because you know I know the F&B leaders I know the business owners does that make sense here in Dubai there is potential 12,000 clients available for me but I have 80 solid clients 80 
0.80, which is a really good number to be at. Because for me, I I will not service more than 100 clients because that is my cap. And that is what I want to get to. And uh, that is more than enough for us as an agency. How many venues is that? So I'm assuming some clients have got multiple venues. Um, so 80 clients, some, I will sober it probably 130 venues but okay. they don't all but you know my main thing why i started with is not by choice is but what i wanted to what what i got pushed in to do because when i came into dubai i wanted to do big events i wanted to work with do i wanted to work with this salad i wanted to work with the mac property blah 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 but i was one guy with a laptop and with a funny look who the hell is gonna give me a budget of three million dirham over the weekend to spend no one would so i uh, i wasted the first six to nine months trying to get the big fish then a lixio sitting in the bar and uh, um, one lady of the night would become like talking does that make sense she said to me Kaiser, you're a fool who the hell is gonna whatever give you that opportunity she said to me start from the bottom and that's what i did i started supplying one dj in one venue a week and and my first three gigs i paid the dj more to do the gig so I can put it underneath my agency so I can put it in the social media and from that it picked up slowly slowly become literally I would say till now 95% of my business is through referrals and through good work and through me being everywhere and as wacky as I am does that make sense? Because the entertainment industry is the easiest to get into and it's oversaturated. So I had to be the way I am, wear the hat, walk in, wearing yellow, purposely. Purposely. So they go, oh my God, who's that yellow looking guy in the brunch? And it worked for me. Does that make sense? So yeah. Yeah, strong, strong branding. <laughs> Listen, it's something. They remember yeah. me all the time. Look, Joe, exactly, yeah. I did not know how he felt about me the first time I came into the Spencer Lodge <laughs> gig. But now I know. You left a lasting impression. Let's put it out. But, but do you know what? You, again, one of the most welcoming and friendliest guys I've ever met. And like I said, you're always so positive as well. You, I, I, you, well, you drew me in straight away. And I can, I can understand how you draw people in. Um, especially in your industry as well, where I'm guessing you get to meet some real yeah. creative souls yeah. um, in air quotes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, so uh, what makes you happy? Uh, before it was literally, first of all, what made me happy to begin with, it was the performance. Does it make sense? Uh, the buzz of being in I a can show. see that. <laughs> <laughs> and being, listen, listen. <laughs> I got you. It, the first that was the first buzz performing and being on stage and all of that good stuff because you know when I was a little bit younger when I was 12 13 I was really shy kid really shy then like the performance brought something in me out and I don't know we could call it shield that I can say something I'm not afraid I'm not shy and I to a certain level, I don't care what people think of me. Do you get it? Like, it's good, I'm great. If it's not good, I'm still great. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? So that was the first thing. Then when I started doing the theater, I 
my joy become from teaching and educating those kids. Then after that, my happiness become to build in the number one agency in that space. And then it evolved. It kept evolving. I'm, I'm like very ambitious guy. Then I achieved all of that to a certain level. It becomes repetitive. Win, 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 win. What's next? To get it. Um, but then, you know, I 2000, I'll say to the end of 2014, I start looking for something new. And now, uh, and I've been lost for a while from a teacher to just a businessman. It didn't really work. And I'm like, I'm telling you, like now, uh, over the last few years, I found my calling each to help people, put people in a job. And now it's literally about building uh, a brand for my family and my kids and et cetera, et cetera. And just, you know, now it's all about leaving a legacy behind because I achieved a lot of cool things in the past but now I'm just like in, a, in the middle of a crossroad now I know how to do business but at the same time I, uh, I saw what Gary V did and I see what Grant Cardone did and that's why I come into Spencer Lodge space and I met you and for me like now I know I can do what Gary does I know what Grant I know I can do what Grant Cardone Cardone do does that make sense so I'm, i want to go into that space and remember the first time when we were with spencer and he put us be in front of the camera does that yeah. make sense and how awful i was i was literally even though i was a dancer i was an actor i was all of these things because he put me in that he put me out of my comfort zone so bad yeah. that i felt so lost but something about it i was like damn what is that feeling he made me feel so uncomfortable that I actually loved it so much. But of course, because, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so now I feel like I'm going into that space, you know, that space of those guys. I don't know what role I'm going to play. I have an agency, but I'm listening to them. I'm listening to people that talk knowledge and experienced in business every single day. So podcasts, it become like, it's the thing that I do every day. Before I used to perform and dance, now I listen to podcasts and I want to go into that space. I am automatically in it, but uh, you know, I still have to do a thousand steps. So I feel that reaching for that next thing and the process makes me happy and makes me get up in the morning because I feel I have a role to play in that space. Love it. Love it. There we go. For the, for the listeners tuning in, um, for you personally, how you've come through this transformation journey, your own journey. Yeah. And granted, it's entertainment. Not everyone's going to be in the entertainment industry. But what what biggest three revelations or advice or tips would you give the listeners uh, for your for their transformation journeys that you've applied yourself to be successful in your life? Oh my God! For me. Um, revelation revelations uh, for me it's you gotta be fearless and you just gotta have to find your callings does it make sense you know in it uh, there is so many opportunities and there is so many possibilities out there is literally um find whatever you're good at and just double down on that and make sure that you enjoy the process uh, more than the rewards because I enjoy the process of these things of building and being involved the process makes me so happy to get it makes me get up in the morning and do 18 hours because it's not work it's fun find that thing that makes you tick that thing that makes you excited but of course you got to be sensible you got to have a job until you find that thing you know having a job could work too and for me now I I'm just 
evolve into something new. I know where it is roughly. I know what I want to do, but I don't know how to get there. But at the meantime, right now, I am really, really enjoying the process. And I, my advice for people out there, find that thing, whatever that makes you happy. You know, it could be uh, writing poems or being a rapper or video maker or whatever it is. And and we know with the current times, with uh, with marketing sales, direct sales doesn't work as much uh, as it should anymore. So you have to give so much value. Does that make sense? Whatever your expertise lies in, do your best to just like what Spencer said and all of these people saying to us, these entrepreneurs, these amazing human beings, just go on the social media and be genuine and put stuff for free to educate people. Whatever is your line of business, there is enough, you can turn that to some sort of form online education because that is maybe where the future is going to be. So for, you know, revelations, find whatever you want to do and that makes you tick and makes you happy and start it. And if you can, document it and just put it in the social media. Uh, third of all, uh, just be compassionate for everybody around you and uh, just enjoy the process because that is that is it. Because when you when you want to climb Mount, mountain Everest, whatever that is, does that make sense? Is the preparation and the climb is the joy. You know, the peak moment, it, it, you will be there like for two minutes, three minutes. Yeah, I've done it. And you're like, but you realize you have to enjoy the process. So that's my, uh, my, 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 my dish out for the people out there. Just enjoy the process. Find the thing that makes you tick and just start. Damn. Wisdom I'm shit. not perfect. Profound. Profound. <laughs> and you know, one more thing, one more thing. Uh, I say, um, like, I, I, I think I listened to this from somebody. I can't remember who it was. And it's a good saying. You have to say to yourself and you have to treat everything and don't be afraid. And you need to be a recovering per perfectionist, a recovering perfectionist. Don't make sure that it's perfect. Just put it out there and grow in the space, whatever it is, and just start, even if you're not so good at playing the piano, just start because you can take people in a journey. It doesn't make sense. And so many content I shouldn't put in the social media, but I purposely, I put it out there because I need to get over that. It has to be like BBC News. It's got to yeah. look like that. It's got to be like Grant Cardone. Yeah. It's got to be like Gareth. Huh? Just it's put raw. it out you, there. A lot of raw content is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Well, on that note, um, Kezo, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank yeah. you very much, buddy. You're Thank a legend. Time. 100%. Awesome. Before Great, you on, Kezo. Right, listen, yeah. we'll do this again anytime. I'm Joe, you're a G, dude. You're welcome, I'm watching you're my friend of the show, you know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so before you go, how does listen, how do our listeners find you? It's easy. Just Kayser Bulile, K-A-Y-Z. K-A-Y-Z-A-R dot Bulila, B-O-U-L-I-L-A, everywhere in the social media and on the podcast. It's just that. As long as you have my handle, you can find me. If you want to go to Instagram, you find me there, TikTok there, even Pinterest, uh, Apple Podcast, you name it, everywhere. Literally, Kaiser Bulila, as long as you remember that name, it's easy to find me.
We'll make sure we tag all the links in the bio as well. (laughs) Boys, you are legends. Thank you so much for the opportunity and uh, honored. Likewise. All the best. Have a great day. Bye now. Bye. Okay, bye, bye, bye.